Hey, 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 it's Coach Marky of the Everyday Fitness with Coach Mark podcast. And in today's episode, I have another special guest. His name is Jordan Lips. And Jordan is an MNU certified nutritionist and NASM certified personal trainer. He has been a personal trainer for the last decade and has been exclusively working online for the last two years. Jordan helps his clients level up their training and dial in their nutrition as well as teaches them the in and outs of basic programming and nutrition. And in today's Today's episode, we're talking about his transition from in-person training to online coaching. I'm super excited. Let's dive in. Hey, hey, Jordan. Welcome to the Everyday Fitness with Coach Mark podcast. What's going on, dude? Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so um, the listeners heard it in the intro, uh, but I really want to know it from you. I want to know who is Jordan Lips. Wow, that's nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I see myself just a regular guy. I started like most of us in the industry as a personal trainer. Um, I came out of uh, college wanting to be a lawyer and just told my parents that I was burnt out. And so I said, hey, I'm gonna take a year off. I'm just gonna personal train and I'm just gonna you know, take some time to just to kind of relax. And then I'll do the whole like law school, corporate America thing after. Uh, and honestly, I wasn't sure how how much I believed myself at that time and, uh, and I just, really, really loved personal training. I was totally in my element. Now, I definitely didn't know what the hell I was talking about, but I really liked it. I really liked being with people. I obviously liked fitness for myself. And, and um, it really, I think it had the benefit of kicking off really well. I, I got into, uh, I shadowed somebody. I had a mentor at the time who had a very successful personal training business. So now I look back on it and we were doing a whole bunch of really dumb stuff and like really like potentially dangerous stuff. But like, you know, at the time I didn't know he'd be super busy making a ton of money, had a ton of clients. And so, you know, things really kicked off and had a really good first couple of years. And I, I just looked at my, you know, my family, I was like, ah, this is what I want to do for a living full time. And so, um, personal trained for like seven years and then thought that the next progression for me was going to be owning a gym. And so one of, uh, you know, business was booming, had more clients that I knew what to do with. I had a friend of mine who also had, was in a similar situation. We were like, Hey, let's start a gym. And so we did. And I, and, uh, you know, I don't know if anybody, you know, if you guys have a lot of personal trainer lifters, uh, listeners, but you know, that feels like the next progression as a trainer. You're like, oh, I'm a trainer. I get really busy. Maybe I get trainers under me, subcontractors. Then I start a gym. I have many subcontractors. They take on my clients and it sounds like the next progression, but it really felt like a big lateral move. It felt like I was going from being a personal trainer to now a business owner. Mm-hmm. And I was doing like a lot of payroll and opening and closing and, and managing employees. And it, it, took me away from what I really loved. And I was doing a whole lot less coaching. Um, and so over time, actually not a savvy business move, just, I guess, lucky timing. I sold my stake in, in the business uh, maybe two months before we went into lockdown uh, and went fully online to work directly. You know, I just had a really, a real thirst for getting back to working directly with people. And so that's what I've been doing exclusively online since, you know, whatever for the last, I don't even know when COVID started two years ago, five years ago. A decade ago, it feels like. Yeah. Um, and so now I'm a, yeah, I'm an MNU certified uh, nutritionist and obviously a certified personal trainer. So I work directly with people on, you know, fat loss, muscle gain, clinical stuff, you know, people with uh, biomarkers that they want to improve and a, a wide spectrum of things, obviously within my scope, but definitely something I'm really enjoying. I love the online space. Things have been going extremely well. I think, you know, you and I just from kind of what we do probably have benefited on in some level of, of being in lockdown. And so, you know, there's a little bit of like survivor's remorse there, you know, but um, things have been good. 
Yeah, that's awesome to hear because um, I, I feel like we have so many things in common. Um, um, starting from our fitness journey, being a personal trainer, I was a personal trainer too. And um, a similar story, my parents wanted to see me in a bank. They wanted to see me as a doctor, whatever. And um, having this athletic background, playing soccer professionally, I, I could not see myself in in any office space or in any other space than being so active as, as, as a coach. Um, do you have any um, like athletic backgrounds, playing any sports? Um, what are your favorite sports? Just to, to get yeah. to know you a little bit more. Sure. Yeah. I played soccer and lacrosse uh, very briefly in college uh, and big, big, we come from my family. We've talked briefly before my family from the Netherlands. So they're all big, big soccer fans. We're all big soccer fans. Um, you know, my dad was very into athletics as a child and, and played soccer, not extremely well, but thought I was going to be something in soccer, you know, like we all do at some age, actually played a little bit in the Netherlands, you know, thought I was going to, you know, take that route. Um, and you know, like every kid finds out that they once you get to like 17 years old, you know, if you know what your future is going to look like. And I was like, no, I'm not doing this. Uh, for for a living, you know, I love it. It's still a part of my life. I play in an adult league. I, it's something that like I'm passionate about as a viewer. And as my girlfriend played division one, she's much better than me, something that we oh. connect on a ton. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, definitely, definitely a big soccer player. It, lacrosse came on a little bit later, but that, I, I find that to be a very nice sport as well that I enjoyed. Um, and that definitely was, I'd like to say that that's what brought me in the gym is more egotistical, more male testosterone driven of like trying to impress the girls and stuff but um yeah yeah, yeah definitely a lot of uh, similarities there at soccer uh, how we started it um so i want to talk a little bit about your principles in general because every every coach has different principles what they what they go for what they what their approaches are um just in maybe in a in a nutshell what are your principles what's your approach in fitness yeah, super broad, obviously, question. But there are some things that I just, I suppose I feel strongly about that, that immediately come to mind. Mm. One of them is just making sure that what you're saying and what you're doing really match up and what you say you want and what you're willing to work for need to be synonymous. And so something that I'll discuss very often with clients is like what their goals will cost them. And if you are realistically willing to pay that, and I'm not trying to intimidate people upon, you know, right on meeting them, but Feel very strongly that you should be finding a right balance between what you say you want to do and what you what you are actually willing to work for. And so sometimes, you know, it's a matter of tempering expectations, and sometimes it's a matter of upping your your effort. And so one of the main principles for me is like finding that right balance of what you want from an outcome with what you're willing to put into it. And so I think you know sometimes I'll have clients who come to me for a certain goal, and instead of just like hammering that goal, we actually realize that like you know, that goal might cost something you're not really willing to pay because if my job as a coach is to help you build your best life. Now I'm going to do the fitness and nutrition side of things. I'm not going to do the, you know, the other family and relationship side of things, obviously, but from a fitness and nutrition side, it's like, how do we make fitness and nutrition fit into your best life? And sometimes, you know, the idea of like trying to lose the last five pounds Mm -hmm. might cost you from a trade-off perspective, something that you would probably better off be or be better off learning or coming to terms with the fact that that might not be that might require trade-offs you don't really want to make i always give the example it's not the best example in the world but it's like if you go into best buy and you're looking for a tv and you walk by those like crazy tvs with like the gecko on it looks like it's coming out of the screen you're like oh my god great tv and you find out the tv's five thousand dollars you're like oh i don't want that tv anymore 
Like you don't go home and you don't lose sleep over it because you know that thing's not worth it. I don't want that. I, it's cool. It looks great, but it costs $5,000 and I don't want to pay that. And you don't lose sleep over it. But you know, there's so many people out there, I'm sure plenty of people listening to this right now who are like, yeah, I really want to be shredded or I want to lose the last five pounds or I want to lose like a little bit of that like post baby weight or whatever these things are where it's like, yeah, but if you knew what that cost, maybe you would you could go home and sleep better at night, not wanting it and you'd have a better life. You know, most people's leanest body is not going to be their happiest life. And so, yeah, I don't know if that was a direct answer to your Absolutely. question, but definitely Absolutely. some things that I feel strongly about. Yeah. And I feel like um, most of the clients see us as personal trainers, right? They, they see our bodies, let's say, um, and they, they see us as role models, basically, but they don't know what we put in really, right? Um, it's, it's, and I want to really talk about real stuff um, because it's so important. Um, there's so much out there on social media, on certain channels. Okay, you get um, in the best shape of your life in... A short amount of time let's say 14 days and you have a six pack and this is how it's going to be at and then the expectations are not mad they go into the next program next program next program right and i believe the lifestyle changes um are not being made over night but they have to be made in order to match that and i feel like uh, you probably experience that too you get asked hey how many times do you work out what do you do for nutrition what do you what's your lifestyle like um Maybe, maybe talk a little bit about that. What's, what's your lifestyle like as a coach? Yeah. There, and I made a whole podcast about this and I was uh, a little hesitant to talk about it because I'm currently in a cut. And I think that there's, you know, every business coach out there will say to, let's say you or me, it's like, Hey man, show your journey, like show people what you're doing, like be transparent, like talk about your stuff. Like that's a good, you know, if you're ever short of content, it's like, talk about your life. And I, I wanted to do that, but I was like, I was like, here I am doing my first cut in several years. And I wanted to talk about it. You know, well, I, you know, I was torn. I think I, I felt like I should talk about it. And when I thought about how the cut was going, mm. I was like, honestly, it hasn't been that hard. You've lost weight at a ridiculously fast rate and not, not too fast, not dangerously fast, but all in all, and I, I said this out loud and I said it in a podcast and it, it made me uncomfortable to say, it, but like, it's been easy. Mm. And, then, and then I think about it and like, it's important for people hearing that to be like, yeah, it's pretty easy. Guess what? I have no kids. I have a girlfriend who is in the same line of business. So it's like entirely aligned goals. She's also currently cutting with me. Um, we just moved to a new place where we don't have a robust social life. We don't really have a robust social life in general. Um, you know, we, we are very active at baseline. Like we love to go play soccer or just like go for a hike. And so our lifestyle is just so unbelievably conducive to making fat loss easier. Like, and so you might hear, and the problem is that like I could post a before and after picture of how this cut went and I'm honestly going to be wrapping up the cut tomorrow. And so probably will be posting something, but it's like, you know, the people that you want to look like probably live a life that you would fucking hate, you know, they either live a life that you would fucking hate or they live a life that's that you couldn't practically live. Like there's no way that the clients that I'm working with, I just don't have those temptations. And so I'm not better than you. I'm not I'm more resilient than you. I just generally have a lifestyle. And it's not always, you know, sometimes there are choices, you know, there are totally choices that are there. Like, you know, given your circumstances, I might choose different things. I choose this lifestyle, but there's some things I don't choose, right? The not having kids and the being 30 and the being in this industry and the having the totally great support system. So um, I think for me, it's like, like you had said, where people look to us as role models and, and like, they're like, okay, like let's, you know, I want to be like him. Mm. I mean, I, you don't, you don't like, I promise you, if you could look, anybody could look like me. But if I, again, if I told you what it cost me 
And again, I might be okay. I'm okay with paying 5,000 for the TV because I really value the quality yeah. where somebody else might be like, no, I don't care about that. I'd rather have a $1,000 TV that's kind of, you know, 90% as good. And so most people need to figure out, like, it's probably the most frustrating state for me as a coach. And I, I can imagine it's the most frustrating state for a person to be in this constant state of saying you want something without admitting that you don't want to actually go like pay the cost of doing that. Like that state of mind where you can't let go of this thing you say you want. When in reality, if you're confronted with, Hey, here's what it costs. You want to do that. You want to count your calories, protein steps, hit those things for six months. And, you know, maybe bring down social life a little bit and have more cognitive restraint and all, all this stuff. Like people are like, Oh, actually, I don't want to fucking do that. And so I think that that's something that people need to take into account when they start comparing themselves to, you know, you or me or, you know, before and after pictures and stuff they see online. And I believe the people that we usually train, um, they are office workers, right? I mean, most of them are, I don't know how it is for you, but um, you, you can compare an office worker with a PT or a personal trainer that moves like crazy throughout the day, has like 15, 20,000 steps, even the, on the side of doing the work, right? Um, I always um, saw it like living in Los Angeles on the beach, right? We went to the beach with friends and they said, can you not sit down for a moment? And do you have to play with the ball the whole time? Do you have to go? And, and you know, like I could, I'm, I'm just like a movement person and I believe in order to be lean, in order to have the same body, you got to move a lot too. So I, I, I totally get it. And um, I want to talk a little bit about the transition for you from being in person, from the gym to online. What was your biggest hurdle, struggle in the online field? And what are your offers? What do you offer um, as an online coach? Yeah. Okay. Uh, definitely. Cause I find that to be an interesting thing. Uh, maybe you could touch a, I could touch a little bit on like why, and I know I talked a little bit about like wanting to work more one-on-one -on -one with clients, but there was something about the in-person space that uh, I just, I found myself really excited to learn. And I don't know if you're familiar with the Dunning-Kruger effect, but like this like idea of like, as you begin to gain knowledge in a field, you start to feel very confident, yeah. but there becomes a point where you you've gained just enough knowledge where you realize that you know some stuff, but you know more than anything, you start to realize how much you don't know. And so you hit this peak of like feeling confident. And then all of a sudden you feel like you don't know anything and you need to start over and learn everything again. And it was kind of when I hit that spot several years prior, and it was like a, a stage that was building where I went back, whatever, became a certified nutritionist, went back and got a bunch of new certifications, you know, did a, a, a bunch of biomechanics course and wanted to elevate myself because I realized, man, you don't know a goddamn thing. You had been operating in this bubble with other people who didn't know stuff. And so you never, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And so um, once I started to learn and educate myself a little bit more, I, I realized I wanted to use those skills on people. And it just wasn't doing that in person. Like people, for lack of a, if I'm, you know, I'm not trying to be condescending in any way, but some people were just coming to try and check a box. You know, they come to the gym to use you as a personal trainer because shit, you're there with them and you're going to be the one who pushes them through the workout. That's great. But I found online, I was finding that, you know, the kind of person who hires you as an online coach is hiring you with the understanding that they themselves are going to have to do some work and take some initiative. And so I was meeting people at a different level of readiness, like a, the readiness to change scale, like people were just meeting me at a different place. And so it was able to be a better vehicle for change. Now, there's nothing wrong with coming into check a box and, and hitting a good session with somebody in person. I loved it. It was awesome. It was just all I was doing 24 seven. And we weren't really working on the more holistic, more totality of like their health and nutrition and fitness and all that. So I did find that going online. And one of the beauties of social media is like, if you, I guess, and we'll get to some hurdles in a second, but I guess like what I really did enjoy was like, 
if you put a vibe out there and if there are coaches listening, like if you put a vibe out there, you talk about what's going on with your clients and you say it in a way that resonates with you and you're real and you know, you are raw and you are yourself, like you will get clients who resonate with you. And so you will attract like attracting, you know, like attracts like. And so I was finding that there were a lot of people I was just getting, you know, clients who really like, they're like, oh, I'm hiring you because I've already gotten to know you over the last six months on your social media. Yeah. So I really enjoyed that. I had clients who were like, we get on a call and felt like they knew each knew me and I got to know them and maybe we had DM'd prior. And so that was a cool experience. I think the, the big hurdle for me was, was really setting up, was being a little bit less hands-on. And I don't mean giving my clients less, but, but taking a small step back and giving them, you know, establishing a backend system and some, some content and some helpful coaching stuff where I'm not there 24 seven. And I think I do offer a lot. And we can talk about that in terms of like, I am there a lot. I offer a lot of communication, Zooms, text, email, form videos. You know, I'm very hands-on, but I needed to figure out a way, like, how am I going to really be able to continue these people's education without being physically with them every single, you know, three times a week, like I was with my in-person clients. So establishing a backend system, which sounds, you know, intricate, it's really not. So it's like about getting organized and maybe coming up with some evergreen content, some PDFs or some videos that you can send your clients. And so establishing that where I felt like, I'm only seeing this person once a week on Zoom, maybe like, how am I going to give them homework and stuff so that they are actually growing and that they can, you know, uh, just learn a little bit more while I'm not there. Because when you're with somebody training three times a week in person, I felt like, you know, I'll just, I'll, I'll see them when I see them, you know? And with the online, it was like, how do I bridge the gap where I'm not seeing them as often, but they're still learning along the way. Awesome. Um, so tell us, so you, you're talking about mainly one, one-on-one coaching online. How do you structure that? I want to learn a little bit more about that. And listeners want to know, okay, um, when we contact you, sign up with you, how are the sessions structured and um, how do you go about it? Yeah. So I think that there are a lot of potential structures out there for online coaches. There's group coaching, there's one-on-one, there's like big groups, big groups, little groups, you know, um, right now, I feel like I'm in the, still in my infancy, right? I'm still like in that like first five years of doing this, like online wise, um, where I really want to sink my teeth into working people with people directly one-on-one. I think that there's a group coaching in the future, maybe somewhere. Um, but for right now, I really want to be hands-on. I really want to teach slightly more advanced concepts. I want to do a lot of Zooms. And so right now I work exclusively with people one-on-one. Um, you know, I offer weekly and monthly Zooms. And on top of that, like, depends on, you know, the, the time frame of the coaching, but daily emails, weekly Zooms, monthly Zooms. Um, and yeah, without getting too in depth about, you know, making this into a sales pitch, I definitely feel like it's a, it's certainly going to be for the kind of person who is looking for to pay a little bit more to get a lot more. Um, I would rather give you more and charge more than give less and, 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 and you get less. Now that's, there's nothing wrong with that because there are going to be people, plenty of people out there who don't need as much handholding or as much additional information and as much, you know, uh, accountability. And that there are amazing group coaches out there or group coaching programs, which I think are fantastic. I'm, I'm looking for someone who's like, Hey, I really want to learn how to, you know, go over my technique together. I want to, I want to figure out how to get my execution right. So I don't get hurt. And I want to understand a slightly more advanced content. I want to be able to have a face-to-face where we talk about things. Um, and so I'm at that point where it's like, Hey, I'd rather sell a more premium product for, and give, more of myself. Um, and that's currently the stage I'm at. Will that change? I don't know. But for right now, I'm really enjoying that. Yeah. And that's where I want to go now with the conversation, actually, um, because you see so many online coaches online, right? On social media, online coach, online coach, on, online coach. Um, 
do you think the future of training coaching will be online because of the change of the pandemic um maybe there's a future thing going on we don't know um do you think that's going to happen or do you think people still craving the in-person stuff uh what do you think in the next five to ten years will happen with, with our space I think there will be a shift in, in, into the online space that has already happened. Uh, you know, I think that there's an irreplaceable component of being with somebody that won't be replaced until there's like weird, like Star Wars AI where you can be with somebody like, and there's like a hologram of you. But like, I, I definitely think that there's a sh been a shift into like, basically you have an, uh, an in-person experience and how are we going to simulate that uh, online? How am I going to get you as close to that being with you experience without actually being there? You know, technique videos, you know, form videos, talking to the people. I think we bridge that gap a ton. I think, I, I think at this point I'm even feeling where, you know, I know there are bigger and better coaches than me out there, but like, I'm feeling like I can really bridge that gap. And I think that we're only going to get better at that, and, you know, bridging that gap of being there with somebody and making you know sure people are going through the motions correctly. Again, though, there's no, there's going to be no replacing being with somebody for some people. Some people are just going to always prefer that. Uh, and I, and I totally understand that. Um, I guess I suppose that if, if I was a complete novice and I certainly have a bunch of those clients who have never trained, never lifted a weight before. And we've taken them to, you know, from a body weight box squat to a deadlift with a barbell, you know, but it certainly takes a longer bit, uh, a longer time. And so for complete novices, I would, I would think to myself, yeah, if it were me, I probably want to go with somebody in person. Um, what I'll say about that is that going with someone in person is a bit tricky because you don't have the pick of the litter. Like you going someone online, you, you probably have a bigger choice. Now yeah. it's a double-edged sword because there's, while well, there might be a hundred good coaches out there, there's 10,000 not good coaches or less good coaches out there, let's say. Um, and so, you know, it's a double-edged sword, but I think that you have a better, you have a better opportunity to vet people. You know, I know that if I live in a town and I want to see someone in person, what are my options? You know, I have three gyms with three trainers each or whatever. And what if I don't, I don't get the one that I work well with. And so I do think that online gives people an opportunity to find somebody that they work well or work better with. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Totally agree. And um, listeners always want to hear that from coaches. I get that asked a ton throughout the weeks. Um, what are your routines throughout the week? What do you do workout wise, nutrition, sleep? What are, what are your Uh, go-tos. Sure. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big, yeah, I, I used to, there were, you know, I've, I've, I've gotten really into some things and then realized that like, I've got pretty neurotic about stuff. So we go to extremes sometimes. So I definitely used to be like a super morning routine person of like, you know, getting up, you know, meditating and then outside walk and then, you know, whatever. I was like, thought that that routine was like, like don't check social media until 8 a.m., whatever. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but there are really good things about that. And, you know, <laughs> And, I, and I'm, I'm at a place where sometimes I roll, roll over and open Instagram while I'm in bed. Like, you know, it's just like, it, 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 I've realized that it, it's not, not important to have a routine, morning routine, but like, to me, it's not uh, something that's been make or break, but in general, um, in, currently at the end of a cut. And so uh, highly prioritizing being satiated, uh, definitely eating less fun foods lately, but Uh, taking a small step back. I train about, I train four days a week. I've always trained four days a week. I do a four times a week, upper, lower split um, with a little bit of volume bias towards, you know, some things that I care about more and a little less towards things that I care about less. Um, I have never programmed for myself. It's something that I work together with my coach. Uh, I love that discussion. You know, I, I do programs 
all, all day for my clients. And so when it comes to my own training, I'm like, I'd rather offhand that. And I like when that program comes over nice and packaged at the beginning of a new med cycle, you open it, you're excited. Um, yeah, outside of that, from a nutrition and other routine perspective, from a work perspective, I suppose, I take, I do like mostly Zoom calls with all my clients in the afternoon. So normally it's like five hours straight in the afternoons of like, I offer my clients long-term monthly Zoom calls. In the beginning, they get weekly Zoom calls. And so my afternoons are usually booked up solid with calls, which I absolutely love doing. Um, on those calls, it's usually building client, uh, building programs with my clients. And so teaching them kind of how I'm making their programs and kind of screen sharing uh, like we were on Zoom before, um, where it's just, hey, this is what I'm doing. This is why I'm doing it. I need your input. I need your feedback. This isn't me telling you what to do. We're going to do this together. So I very much enjoy that. Um, and the mornings are all content creation. So normally I keep, it, honestly, for me, I found that like uh, from a cognitive perspective, it's, uh, and if I need to be creative, so podcast, Instagram, whatever it is I'm doing, I, I do those things better in the morning. And I could do calls all day long in the afternoon, non-caffeinated, nothing. I could bang out calls. I do find those to be something that I get a lot of energy from. And so I do like pushing those into the afternoon and using that beginning of the daytime for a little bit more creative work, stuff like getting on the podcast today, stuff like recording my own podcast or posting on Instagram and uh, going to the gym myself. Um, yeah. Did that cover it? Anything else? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I want to talk a little bit about uh, supplements because that's a big topic. You always, um, people always ask, okay, do I need to take protein? Do I need to take uh, amino acids, whatever it is? What's your standpoint on um, supplements? Yeah. I mean, they, they are, they have a, a simple definition. They are supplemental <laughs> to the important things. Uh, they are not necessary. You can make amazing gains with not no supplements at all. Uh, and I would even one, one thing I would say just while I have the floor here is that like protein powder is not even a supplement. It's just powdered food. And so if you're having trouble, if you're viewing, if you're thinking of, if you're thinking of protein powder, I don't want you to feel like you're, you're taking something that is like somehow counter to just like regular food. It's not, it's just powdered food. You're good to go. Um, full disclosure, I'm an, uh, I am a Legion affiliate. So I do believe that like, if you're going to take supplements, I would find a company that you definitely align with a company that uses like full clinically effective doses that follows the science that they have a science review board. And like, there are so many places you can buy supplements. I would find a company that you align with that really cares about the quality of the product, which they do shameless plug. Um, but in general, even though honestly I do, I love Legion products and I think they're great. I have my clients take Legion products, whatever. You don't need any products. You don't need a damn thing. You don't need a multivitamin. You don't need fish oil. You don't need creatine. You don't need whey protein. You don't need a green supplement. You don't need any of that stuff. All of that stuff should be supplemental to the important things that you're doing, your sleep, your training, your, your nutrition, um, you know, eating enough fruits and vegetables, getting enough protein. Now they can help a tiny bit. And it's all about how much you value the cost of that. And so, you know, I think protein powder would be, if we're going to count as a supplement, protein powder and creatine would be by far the most useful. Um, and I think that there's nothing wrong with that. And honestly, I think just because you and I work with more, more of like the average person who probably is like not before they met us, they probably weren't eating, you know, 0.8 to 1.2 grams per pound of protein. It's like protein shakes can be super helpful. You don't need them. If you want to do it, if you're eating chicken, egg whites and, and, and beef and fish and, or, or you're veg getting from vegetarian sources, that's great. You definitely don't need it. They can be helpful. Uh, and same thing from creatine. If you told me that, you know, you didn't want to take creatine and you can, you can, you get totally jacked without that. Absolutely. Totally. But it helps. And so there's something where it's like, okay, is that worth it to you? Maybe. Um, and so you definitely don't need supplements. I don't think there's Honestly, I wouldn't even say I would recommend any supplements. I think if someone's like, hey, like, this is my nutrition. This is what's reasonable for me. What do you think about a green supplement? Honestly, we sell green, you know, Legion sells green supplements. I think they have the best greens on the market. 
I think most people don't need to take a green supplement, you know? Yeah. And so it's, it's, you know, it, it depends on the cost benefit. Like we had talked about earlier, what are the trade-offs? Like, am I paying 60 bucks for something that is, does not that meaningful for me? It's not going to give me a big return. Could I have spent that money better elsewhere? It's definitely a luxury. It's something, again, it's a luxury. It's a supplement. It's, it should go, it should be something that you worry about after you have the big rocks in place. Um, outside of that though, I would just put a small asterisk, but like protein powder can just be helpful. It's like, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. You, it's not, there's no, like I'm having too much protein powder, like other than potential GI distress. If you don't handle lactose well, maybe you don't handle whey or casein. Well, yeah. fine. There are plenty of other ways to get your, to get a protein shaken, but um, yeah, you definitely don't need any, literally any supplement. I think some can be the tiniest bit helpful, but I would get your big rocks in order. I think that, that you have a finite amount of First of all, you have a finite amount of money. But you also have a finite amount of like, like cognitive capacity to worry about stuff. And sometimes there's, uh, you know, I'm worrying about taking my BCAAs and not worrying about spending that time maybe doing meal prep or something that can have a, a much better ROI on your effort. Um, and so, you know, don't, just not putting the cart before the horse and making sure that, you know, when we draw like the pyramid of what's important, supplements are on the pyramid, but we should treat them where they're at on the pyramid, just like the, 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 the peak after the, the foundation is built. Yeah, man. Yeah. I love what you shared so far. Um, it's, it's uh, really your wealth of knowledge. Uh, people can see really that you have been in the fitness industry for a while and uh, have a lot of experience. And um, I feel like you also want to grow. And I think that's a really big aspect of being a good coach. You know, you always want to be, um, um, Yeah, in, in a growth state, and I can totally uh, relate to that and, and see that. Um, so we're coming pretty much to the end of the, the interview, but I want to give you the opportunity uh, to share where you where Jordan Lips can be found. What awesome. are the websites? Yeah. What, what are the podcasts? And cool. yeah, share it away. Excellent. So you guys can find me on Instagram at Jordan Lips Fitness. That's where I do most of my content. Uh, I also have a podcast titled Where Optimal Meets Practical. Uh, it's very similar to your podcast, having people in the industry that, uh, that I just like want to chat with, honestly. And that's kind of how it started. It's just selfishly wanting to talk to people, you know, like Alan, like Alan Aragon and Jordan Syatt. And like, so I was like, great, let me start a podcast. And so yeah, you learn so much to... from the guests too, you know, like it's, it's oh, totally. that's, that's one of the growth aspects, you know? Yeah. And that, that's, that's where it started. I was like, I'm just selfishly want to learn and I want to have a one-on-one -on -one chat with these people. So yeah. So you guys can find me there. Uh, my website is jordanlipsfitness.com. You know, everything for applying for coaching is either in my Instagram bio or on the website. Um, hmm, that's about it. Yeah, there, I have a TikTok, but geez, I usually, I, I do, I have a TikTok, but like I'm ashamed, I'm ashamed of having TikTok. And so I have a TikTok, but I usually just use it to make reels for Instagram. If you guys want to follow me on TikTok, that's cool. Uh, TikTok is a scary, scary place though. I don't know if you're on TikTok. I had one TikTok. <laughs> I, 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 I don't even know how to use it properly, you know? So. Yeah. I had one one TikTok that went like like viral, had like has like one million views, and it's just frightening to the comments in there, just like um, just from you know generation like the like the, the generation of like 13 to 16 year olds who like send me hate mail and stuff. So whatever, if you have TikTok and you're out there, like come show some love and maybe find me in the comment section. Yeah. Awesome, awesome, Jordan. Yeah, uh, hope we can do that again. And uh, it was a pleasure pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. 
We hope that you enjoyed this episode of Everyday Fitness with Coach Mark. Hopefully you're feeling fired up and motivated to get going. All it takes is just 30 minutes per day. Get your hands on Coach Mark's incredible free workout challenge or join him live for an online workout every single week by going straight to completethechallenge.com. Super easy to remember, completethechallenge.com. And don't forget, the key to results is consistency. Join us for the next episode of Everyday Fitness with me, Coach Mark, every Monday and Thursday.